0: Thank you. Welcome, everyone. This is Virginia Parsons, your Hangout mentor and the host of the Inspirational Businesswoman Show, where you know it is my passion and my purpose to provide you with a goldmine of entrepreneurial tips, strategies, and advice to help you grow your business from inspirational businesswomen in the know. Thanks so much for joining us today. I know that your time is busy, especially this time of year, but this will be so worth your taking the time to really listen up because aren't you ready? to start 2016 with a whole new approach to doing business. Are you ready to 10x your fees and to really charge what you're worth? Well that's part of what we'll be talking about today. Now before we get started, I really do want you to let us know where you're hanging out from. I'd appreciate hearing from you, putting your comments and questions in the comment section would be terrific as well. Now also we're going to be having an after show over on Blab and I will post the link to that as we go forward because you're going to want to come over. I know once you hear my guest Jennifer talking today, you're going to want to come over and ask her some questions yourself and jump on the Blab After Show. So be ready for that as well. Now you know that today's show is sponsored by hangout-marketing.com where you can receive a free hangout marketing assessment. Now that assessment is going to measure your skill set and your knowledge base in using this remarkable technology we're on right now. And using live stream broadcasting such as we did a Periscope pre-show before this show, using hangouts on air as a great Vehicle for Broadcasting Your Content, and then Blab After Show. So take that assessment. Won't you will only take just a couple of moments, and you might even qualify for a free strategy session with me where we'll sit down and analyze your business and see how you can best use live stream broadcasting to brand, grow, and market your business. You're worth that. So all you have to do is text the word SUCCESS, S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 307 269 that'll only take you a couple minutes and if you have not taken that assessment yet what are you waiting for come on and join the live stream broadcasting that's going on out there I don't want you to miss out on it any longer so look we have got a wonderful guest today I want to move into introducing her to you her name is Jennifer deep Stratton and she has some wonderful ideas gained through incredible experience in selling and knowledge of what it takes to 10 times your fees so are you ready to do that in 2016 she's going to be talking about high ticket selling and she is the founder of high ticket sales success so I think she knows what she's talking about both through coaching and through her own personal experience So we're going to be talking about the three keys to high ticket profits and why money is in the questions. You're going to love this segment, I know. And finally, how to avoid common selling mistakes that we all have to get over and move beyond. So Jennifer, come on and unmute yourself. Come on in and say hi to our audience, won't you?
1: Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Thanks, Virginia, for having me. I love
0: it I just am always so thrilled to get the vast amount of knowledge that so many women have and you know it just doesn't get featured enough and that's why this show is here so thank you for being here with us today Jennifer let's start with the basics the background how you how you were able to claim yourself as the person who can take people to a much higher level in their business with high ticket sales give them some background Jennifer Okay.
1: So I did it myself and I've done it for people. That's how I know. (laughs) Uh, uh, All all kidding aside, my life, you know, started with, uh, you know, school like everyone else. And when I got out of college, the scariest thing I could think of to do was go into sales. I was actually shy. Uh, people thought I was snooty cause I wouldn't say hi to them and that was just, I, I wasn't snooty. I was shy. So going into sales for me was really the hardest thing I could think of to do. But I knew that if I could just master this ability to engage people and then ask them for a commitment, which is what sales is, that it would serve me for the rest of my life. Even if it was just to get a better job, you know, you'd have to sell the hiring manager that you're the person they should hire. So. Uh, a couple of years after I got out of college, I went into medical and scientific equipment sales, and I did that for about twelve years. Along the way, I sold all kinds of different things. But mostly technical stuff, medical equipment, the last thing I did was scientific uh, equipment. It was actually microscopes that I sold to research scientists, like big ones, like room size, you know, two hundred thousand quarter million dollar microscopes that would fill up a room. And then I also, along the way, got really involved in personal development and became somebody that was enrolling people and, you know, asking for money for them to invest in themselves in the personal development world, which is a much different sort of sale. So what I learned along the way is some of the things I'm going to share with you today, which is why why high ticket selling is so important for your business and that it actually in in a lot of ways, is the highest form of service you can do for someone. People invest at a high level in themselves. They they're more committed. They take more action. They get better results. They're happier. You have a better client. All around, it's a win. And it's one of the things that can sustain your business. So if you don't have high ticket selling in your business yet, uh, you need to. And I probably should define what high ticket selling is, right? Okay. Absolutely,
0: that was my next my <laughs> next question for you, what exactly
1: would it, it be, and because it's going to
0: vary I'm sure for people. Yeah, so
1: there is, you know, depending on what the business model you're in, you can look, there's, there's most of the people, or many of the people, can consume information from you. Maybe you offer a program or a course on how to do something and you deliver it at a certain price point where they're, in a sense, consuming information. It could be a book. It could be a home study course. It could be a DVD set. It could be a group program where you're teaching them information. That could be considered a lower ticket, even if you're asking a nice hefty price for it. When you go to high ticket, you're looking at uh, more of a specialty item, where, you know, in my world, for coaches and experts, people in the expert space that are doing a one-on-one service, it's something $2,000 or $3,000 or higher, where an individual is paying out of their own pocket two or $3,000 for something that's going to make their life better. So maybe you're a nutrition consultant or a personal trainer or a coach, business coach. And um, of course, some dollars can go up much higher, you know, 50000 100000 and more. The high ticket is, uh, in a sense, of balancing your offer balancing your offering so that you have something for, you know, the lower price point and something for this higher price point where you can give a more customized service and serve those people that really want you to, they don't want to learn anything more. They want you to do it for them. That's what the high ticket is for.
0: Well, you know, that's the whole point. People are so busy with everything that they're attempting to get done. And especially if you're an entrepreneur, or particularly a solopreneur. It's hard to try and juggle all the things that you need to do to run a successful business. So I agree with you, more and more people want the done for you or done with you service as opposed to do it yourself and I'll I'll tell you how to do it. I've got an online course for you. Um, I just did that with podcasting just recently because people are doing more and more broadcasting that I'm working with but they now have a podcast available whether it's a video cast or an audio cast. And it still has to be gotten up onto the iTunes and, you know, it has to be optimized and people want that done. So that's a higher ticket item. I look at it as something that I use the vortex model of doing business uh, that I learned from Gina Gaudio-Graves. And it's, it's very powerful because you sort of spin people in towards your higher level ticket programs and that is where we call the center of the vortex, where they get the most energy from you, the biggest commitment, and they get more done for you. So is that what I'm, we're talking about here, same idea?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, For most of the people that I work closely with, I ask them to start at high ticket. Uh, it just, it works for the business, for you to bring in lots of cash, because the amount of energy you put in to bring in a $500 client is the same amount of energy that's going to take you to bring in a $5,000 client. So, you know, we're not as much as we want to serve. We're not charity, right? You have to charge so you can keep the doors open. So why not go for that higher ticket?
0: Okay. First big takeaway, you know, this is pack your bag moments. Start with the high ticket. And because that's what you say, you have to pay the bills, you have to stay in business, if you want to have a bigger impact in the world, start with a higher ticket. I think that right there is a different philosophy than we've often heard. Because we often think about, you know, where do you start with the freebie and bring them into the funnel and then offer the next thing and the next thing? And you're just saying cut straight to the chase, start with the high ticket. You can always offer the down sell, but give them the best that you've got first. I love that. Are you guys taking that away? <laughs> Oh, gosh. I, I just want to pause and, and say welcome. We've got Velen here. She's hanging out from Atlanta, Georgia. Happy to be hearing about high ticket selling, aren't we all? And hey, Zara, how are you? Welcome. Hanging out uh, from Oregon. The rest of you, come on, don't be shy. Let us know where you're hanging out from and start to let your comments flow. And remember, we'd love to have you come over to the after show also to bring your questions. So let's go with the three keys then. We need to go discuss the
1: three keys to high-ticket profits. Where would you like to start with those? Let's start with the first one. Go for it. Okay, so the first thing is to take a look at, a really common one, which is, what does it mean when someone says, I don't have the money? You have to be able to deal with objections really powerfully, and I don't know if any of you have ever been to sales training, but in every sales training school, they give you the how-to, right? It's first you ask the questions, then you define identify that they're a fit for what you do, and then you make your offer, and then you deal with objections, and when there's no more objections, they buy. Pretty basic stuff. The thing is, is that uh, in, my, in my estimation, if you are dealing with objections at the end, it's a little bit too late and that's actually what makes it feel salesy or pushy for a lot of us that we don't want to be overbearing or or dominating in the conversation i think for a lot of us women is is you have to handle an objection well let's face it if you're handling an objection that means that you have to overcome them to convince them yuck right i mean that is like the definition of pushy or or, or 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 bossy or you know, telling people what to do. So to to the key here is to rethink or listen differently, re-listen or listen differently to what the person is saying. When they're saying, "I don't have the money," what they're really saying is one of two things: they're either saying, "I don't see the value," or "I don't see why this solution you've offered is going to fix my issue." Okay, it it is never about the money. Okay. Can I say that again? It is never about the money. (laughs) Let me add to that.
0: It's never about the money. And I totally agree with you because people want solutions. And if they really feel like you've got what they need, they will find the money,
1: right? Think about, think about your own buying choices right? There's something that you really, really want. And maybe you walk around thinking, oh, I can't buy that. I don't have the money. But as soon as you shift your view, right, your mindset about it, you think, wait, but I really, really want that. How am I going to make this happen? You start looking for a solution. And that is different than this passive. I don't have the money. Oh, well, it's me. I don't have the money. Poor me. No, it's, wow, how can I find the money? And so if somebody's using that on your call and your sales call with them. Uh, it's It's like a Cheap excuse. I don't know how to say. Right. It's an easy way out for them not to have to be honest with you. Or maybe they don't have more better words to articulate it. So I'm articulating it for you. What they're really saying is, I don't get it. What you offer is is I don't see why it's gonna solve my issue. It's simply a matter of understanding better what they want, or you explaining how what you have fits what they need. Right. There's just a disconnect there. It doesn't mean they don't have them as invaluable it just means that they don't get it
0: I get it I totally get it so where do you take it from there then if that's if that is their objection your point is don't let that objection come up right and yeah yeah the next
1: key is <laughs> <laughs> the next key is that the money is in the questions so if you're dealing with objections that late in the conversation it's really difficult to quote-unquote overcome them what you really want to do is you want to set the stage early in the conversation for a relationship with someone, a close relationship. You can do this in 60 minutes, ladies. You really can. You don't have to uh, share a lot of personal information. You don't have to talk about the kids and where you're from to create a relationship with somebody in 60 minutes. All right? That is nice stuff. It's, it's rapport, but it's not relationship. The relationship that you form, really you can do it within the first 10 or 15 minutes in a phone call is you asking really good questions it's you setting the stage for the relationship you're about to have with somebody by being very interested and really listening and asking really good questions in fact i say that the money is in the questions and i'll give you an I example could. of that in a second yeah um when i was uh, in my previous life when i was in corporate sales and i was selling microscopes to research scientists i had uh, a deal on the table is actually selling, a, working on selling a microscope to the university and it was $140,000 sale or potential sale. And we worked on his quotation for about three months. So it's not a one conversation, one and done get the, get the money and go like a lot of our businesses now can be, uh, but it's the same exact principle. And about three months into the process, I get an email one day and it says, Jennifer, I've decided to go with your competitor company, you know, and he said who it was. And I knew that they had given him a proposal for a $100,000 microscope. And so I called him. And I said, hey, you know, thank you so much for telling me this. I really, really appreciate you being honest. And because and, a lot of people would have just slung off into the, into the curtains, you know, and into the darkness and not admitted it. He said, you know, thank you so much for your time. I've decided to go with this other company, Company O. And I, I thanked him. And then I said, can I come into your office somewhere? I'd really like to understand what happened. And he's like, "Sure." So I go into the office the next morning and we start talking. And you know what happened? The next day, I get a order for the $140,000 microscope. Did I lower my price? No. Did he buy exactly what was on the quote? Yes. And he also became our one of our best referral sources following that. Now, what happened? What happened there was because we had created this deeper relationship in the beginning through me really understanding what he cared about, and what he wanted, the conversation we had went something like this. So, Mr. Q, what's going on? Back in February, you told me you needed debt, 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 debt. Is that, I mean, has it changed? Like, really curious, has that changed? I wasn't trying to stick it to him. Has it changed? I mean, I don't understand what happened. And he was so thankful that I reminded him what really mattered. And he was like, oh yeah, you're right. I was sort of taken away by this idea that this microscope would be cheaper, but you know what, you're right. This I wouldn't get, and this I wouldn't get, and this I wouldn't get, and those things are really important to me. So gosh darn it, I am gonna buy the more expensive one because it's gonna satisfy what I need better.
0: So the key is in the questions, but it's also in the conversation. It's in the dialogue that you create because of the questions, as a result, you're creating a better, a deeper relationship. Now he's trusting you because you really were were delivering what he had initially asked for and what he needed. And yet he had to be reminded. So um, good on questioning, but also I think the, the point is you need to go be able to go deeper with your discussions and your conversations so that the person realizes this is really what I need. And I think that goes into the third key, doesn't it Jennifer? Yes, the mistakes people make.
1: <laughs> is that what I promised on <laughs> well, my third key is that the mistake people make? <laughs> uh, yes, it is. <laughs> okay, all right. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm fulfilling my promise here. Uh, yeah, so one of the things that we do, that we tend to do, is we start to ask questions to discover if someone is, uh, you know, what is your issue? You know, What's your problem? Let me see if I can help you. We, we want to solve people's problems. It's our, it's our natural tendency. And so we start to ask questions, uh, but we don't really – Uh, ask specific enough questions, and we don't go deep enough with our questions, So, and we don't ask the right questions. What I want you to do is I want you to think of what are the key questions that you need to ask this person to figure out if they're the right client for you, and that plant the seed for your solution. So in my courses and when I do my private work with clients and I work with more closely, more closely with people, we're actually designing reverse engineering our questions based on where we want the conversation to go. Now, it doesn't mean that you're using a script. It doesn't mean that you're steering the conversation. It's a very free flowing thing. But what we do is we actually pre think, what are we going to, what am I actually going to ask? What actually matters here? So in coaching services, for example, I'll give you an example from my business. If somebody says to me, "Hey Jennifer, I want to, uh, I really want to sell more next year, and I think, I think a high ticket might be the right thing for me to do. I might need to add that to my business, but I'm not really sure." And I'll ask them, "Well, what are your sales right now?" And they'll say, "Well, I have 20 clients right now." And say, "Well, how much did they pay you?" Uh, "They each paid me $500." "Okay, great. What's your goal for next year?" hundred thousand dollars." "Okay." And then you know what I do? I actually do this: is I get out my calculator, and I plug in hundred thousand dollars, and I divide that by five hundred dollars. That's two hundred clients. And I say to them, "Wow! So you have twelve months. You'd like to do this in twelve months, is that right?" And they say yes. And I say, "And at five hundred dollars, you only two hundred new clients. Divided by twelve, that's seventeen new people a month." And they go, oh my gosh. And I say, wow, sounds like we've got some work to do, right? And there's two ways you can do that. You can either have more clients or you can sell for a higher price. So what does that do for me? What that does is, is I know that a common objection out there is that you don't wanna invest in yourself because you don't know for sure you're gonna get the return, right? Think, like, oh my gosh, I don't have the money, right? We're less, everybody else, right? We all I all do the same thing. Oh my gosh, I don't have the money for that. Well, the truth is, is that at that rate, you can't afford not to invest. Do you get that? Yeah, that that's, you
0: that's really key, Jennifer, because also what you just did, you exemplified how you deliver this. You, you came across with what their expect or their desire was, how they planned to get there on their own, and then you said, you know, that means you need uh, 200 clients this year, and that's 17 new ones a month, and then you paused. And you help them have an opportunity to take that information in so that they realized, oh my God, there's a big gap and I'm not sure how I'm going to fill it. And you did that all with questions. I think that's just really powerful.
1: Well, and That's the key is you, people love talking about themselves. So if you ask questions, you never have to say anything, really. Like I, I, did I teach you anything? I didn't say anything I didn't. Uh, I didn't tell you anything. I didn't educate you. I just asked questions like, is it right that, that you want to hit that 17 people? Uh, okay. And then the person's like, oh my gosh, I, I, if, that, if that's the goal I'm going to reach, I've got to do something about it. And I didn't teach you a single thing. I didn't educate you. I didn't coach you. I didn't cajole you. I just asked questions.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a brilliant approach. Um, let me bring up some comments we've got here. First of all, I want to uh, welcome uh, Leigh Finley, welcome from Southwestern Ontario, Sven Tash from uh, Germany, we've got an international show going on here today. Um, let me bring this one up. Jennifer, it is from V. Lynn Hawkins. I love the value of that conversation. Uh, the, I love the value of that conversation around value. The only way you know what's up with someone is when you ask the relevant questions, when you've established rapport, you can ask the deep questions that may remind someone of their real why. Thanks for the reminder, Jennifer. Anything you wanna follow up on that?
1: Yeah, well, and that's the key here, ladies, is when you're asking the questions, you're not doing it in order to make people see anything. You're, you. You can really do it from a place of service. You want to know about them. This, is this, by the way, is also how you know if this is an ideal client, if it's somebody you want to work with. You don't want to work with everybody. So reverse engineer your questions. Think through what are the things you really need to ask them so that you know if they're somebody you want to work with, especially if it's a one-on-one client, right? This is your life. If they sign up and it's the wrong person, it is not fun.
0: Now, I want to follow up on one-to-one coaching versus one to many and how you increase your fees in that regard do you have some tips there
1: yeah well so usually i i like to let my services evolve based on what people are demanding from me that's actually why i started this business uh you know i think i mentioned earlier that i started a relationship coaching business with my husband i can't remember which show we were on virginia but um that was my first life as an entrepreneur and while we we love that business people kept asking me well how do you sell how do you sell And how do you do it from this very uh, relationship, service-oriented heart place and also still get the job done? And uh, so, oh my gosh, I totally lost my train of thought. Ask me the question again. (laughs) No, it's from going from one to one
0: or you're to into one to many and still getting your prices where they deserve to be.
1: Yeah. So... I think of uh, when I'm developing an idea for something I want to deliver, like I think, wow, these people would really love it if I helped them figure out how to write their questions in a way that really worked for them. Well, I start doing it one-on-one with people because I'm testing my model, right? And as I'm testing my model, I'm seeing the results and then I can start to raise my fees because I'm, oh, wow, it's working. It's actually worth this much more money to this person and wow, this person raised her fees four times wow that was worth a lot of money to her I could raise my fee right so I set my one-on-one price then that becomes the group program how I did it becomes the group program and the group program price okay so it starts out as a one-on-one but then it moves into the group program and the idea is that my old one-on-one price becomes my new group price and then my one-on-one price moves up
0: So is that how you took your, your business from um, where you were saying you were so excited initially to have a a $500
1: order and then you, what did you say? You 10 times it in a year or something like that? Yeah, it was about a year. We 10 times it. Yeah. My very, very first uh, sale as a relationship coach, I mean, you've got to see this is I got a check. It was $450 for someone for five sessions and I gave the sixth session away for free and This was right after I left my corporate job selling these huge microscopes, you know, $200,000 jobs. And then I get this $450 check and I took a picture of it. I was doing cartwheels in my living room because it is a totally different thing to sell your own service than to sell somebody else's thing. So if you're struggling with that, don't worry, it gets worked out, but it's a big deal. And then as I kept doing it and delivering it and see how I was underserving people and kept asking myself, what's really gonna serve my client? Forget about my fear about asking for money or how much I think I deserve. This is about them. What do they need? And when I answer that question, one of the things is they need more service. They need higher level of service to really get where they want to go most of the time. Not everybody, right? But your ideal clients. And that comes with a higher investment. (laughs) I had this coach once that said to me, you know, my husband and I say this, we laugh. How much money do we actually have to charge them for them to actually do what we tell them? <laughs> like obviously we're not charging enough because if they're not taking action, they haven't invested. Now it's not That's a very a- good
0: point, and I've never thought of it that way. But you are right. So many people buy programs and then they sit on what I call the the virtual shelf, and they never pick them up and use them because it's not that they wouldn't get great content and, um, you know, really increase their knowledge base, but people just get busy and distracted and don't do what they think they're going to do. So the question, that was a really important question you asked each other. How much do we have to charge them to actually get them to take
1: action? Great question. It's true. Look, you you buy a book for $9.99, you can buy the same information, but do it with a coach for $5,000. But if you really want the result of the book and you've read the book and you look, I've done it. I know you have to, you read the book and you're like, wow, there's some great ideas in here. I'm going to do that. And then you don't do it. So, but you know, you pay $5,000 or you pay for a personal trainer or you, uh, you know, you get a coach or something like that and you pay them a nice price tag. And guess what? You're, you're doing the work, <laughs> right? Because you're invested. You're invested and you've got somebody you're accountable to. You've got someone to get you through the times when you get stuck, right? That's the whole, that's the whole game here. So it's not about just making more money. It's really about delivering your service and having the people that you are meant to help be served, get the help that they're looking for. If, they could, if we could all just read a book and have it be fixed, we would. It doesn't work.
0: Yeah, I think that's just human nature and a very important point that you're making. And you know what? For you, as you say, you end up with better clients and therefore more referrals better testimonials because people are now doing the work because they've invested in themselves it's not throw away money so I think that's just such an important concept we all have to embrace and realize we'll be able to do our best result our best work get the best results for our clients if we insist that what we provide is truly that valuable and well worth investing in I I just love the whole concept One more question before we get ready to go over on Blab, because we've got lots more to talk about, you guys. I have a whole series of questions here we're going to get to, and I know you have more as well. So we're going to be heading over to Blab in just a couple minutes. But here's one I'd like to finish up with. How do you have 100% of your ideal prospects ask you, how can I work with you? Oh, this is
1: one of my favorite parts. Oh, and it works so well. So... One of the things that I teach is how to structure a conversation, a sales conversation. Some people will call it a strategy session or discovery session. How do you structure that conversation um, so that all of your ideal prospects actually say to you, how can I work with you? Oh my gosh, it sounds like what you have is exactly what I need. So a really important piece of that that we've touched on so far is the questions you ask in the beginning. I'll tell you where most people are making the mistake. Most people are making the mistake is you find out what's wrong with the prospect or what their issue is, what their problem is, what they want to solve. It doesn't have to be something that's wrong. Maybe they have a business that they want to grow, right? But there's some sort of gap. And as soon as we hear what that is, we jump into how we can solve it. Oh, wow. You need more, uh, kiwi trees in your, or in your grove. I can give you kiwi trees and you start selling your kiwi trees. All right. But there's two steps in my process. It's step three. I'm sorry, step four and step five that people consistently skip over and over again. And in step four, what actually happens is they see the possibility. Your prospect sees a possibility for their new result. So you might see what's possible for them. Maybe you've got somebody who's got a chronic health issue. And you can see very clearly what they need to do to solve it or that you could solve it. But they don't. But you start selling them anyway. Don't do that. Ask some more questions until they start to see what's possible. And in that, when they're sitting there going, wow, even though I've tried 14 different doctors and all of these different programs, I could actually see myself getting well. That's amazing. If they can see it, then they'll ask you, how can I work with you? And that is like, I and mean, that's why we're all here, right? That's the cat's meow because they are hungry to hear about your offer.
0: I love it. This is so powerful. I hope you all have taken massive notes. Now, I have just uh, posted in the comment section, so you can come join us over on Blab, ask more of your own questions, and we're going to find out really her proven step-by-step process, so how she goes about this. It's on the table for Blab, so come on over, but before you do, make sure you also click on Jennifer's t- uh, uh, free gift. She has a free gift here that you can learn. It's, it's her book. It's join the... Um, The high-ticket-selling revolution, right, Jennifer? Yep. So be sure to pick that up. So in the meantime, um, we're going to sign off here, and I'm going to say thank you so much for the value you provided everyone today. I know they have more questions. I have a feeling there's a few that might want to find out how they can work with you. (laughs) So um, thank you, everyone, for joining us. But Please come over to Blab because we are going to continue this conversation. We want you to be part of it. We want to get you on camera. If you feel like it, if you don't feel like it, come on over and t- tell a little bird what we're doing over there and um, put your questions over there in the comment section. So thank you, Jennifer, so much for being here with us today. It was great, powerful information.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Can you say that URL one more time for the people that didn't get it for the book?
0: Oh, yes. Um, it, it is uh, hmtips.com forward slash Jennifer Gift hmtips.com forward slash Jennifer gift. Go get that gift. And um, again, we're going to see you over on Blab. I hope if you want to go to Blab, it's hmtips.com forward slash I B W S Blab 10. And the link is in the comment section. So please come on over and join us there. Have a wonderful week, everyone. We appreciate you taking the time to be here. And we'll see you next week on the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. Bye-bye now. Bye, everybody. Thanks.